the morning I can't do right Had a little fight with my baby last night And it's early in the morning Don't you know it's early in the morning Early in the morning I ain't got nothing, no nothing but the blues I went to your girlfriend's house but she was out I knocked on your daddy's door but he began to shout And he said it's early in the morning Don't you know it's early in the morning Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show for our financial hour. Joining us this week, Mike Johnson, Chad Sturgill, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is more of Harry Nilsson from the album that was called Nilsson Schmilson. And I think it was his eighth or ninth album. Uh, it was a blockbuster. He had become very popular at this point, and... Um, he was willing to sort of go off on various musical tracks that uh, he had not really done earlier in his career. His earlier songs are a little more conventional in, in certain ways, uh, but uh, by the time he got to Nilsson Schmilson, uh, he was he was going uh, he was getting ready to go kind of off in di- other other uh, tracks. You know, and, and there's a, that obvious his influence by Paul McCartney and John Lennon, with whom he was friends. In fact, the Beatles at one point, uh, they were doing a press conference, and this might have been the late 60s. Yeah, the late 60s. And uh, somebody said, who is your favorite American group? And they said, Nilsson. They didn't even know it wasn't a, it was just one guy. So, and he went by Nielsen, not Harry Nielsen, but uh, just incredible songwriter, very uh, doomed in terms of his personality. Uh, you know, he, he killed himself, I'm sure, by alcohol, drugs, whatever. But 
like that that song though. I mean, you've got. I guess it's probably just an organ. Yeah, uh, is all that. But I mean, my head was bobbing. Oh yeah. I mean, there are no drums, but the groove to that song. He's he's got a feel for music that nobody's got. I mean, it's uh, you know. Play that other one. Just we've we've had it on there. The one that you were going to start with, and you said it's been on before. And um, uh, Polly High. It, this is from. This is from. This is from uh, his album called The Point, which is a story about a a young boy, and this is the town they live in called Polly. P-O-L, it's called Poly High. Just, now just let it go through its chord progressions here. Turn it up, honey. It's like 12-bar blues kind yeah. of in a uh, popular-sounding song. Uh-huh. It's about a football game. It's about all these people watching. The point is, and that's the name of the album, The Point. Um, he, there's something about Harry Nilsson that I love. And I knew I loved him. And I was on eBay one day, and uh, I saw a box set. RCA, he was always on RCA of all his albums for like a f- literal fraction of what it would have cost to buy them, you know, individually. And I said, okay, I'm going to treat me. This is about three years ago, maybe four, three, three and a half. And I didn't even listen to it for a year. You know, it went on the shelf. And one day I just said, I'm going to start listening to it. So I put it in the car and would go from one CD to the next. And I said, this guy, and, and a lot of the songs I had heard, and lots I hadn't, I hadn't heard every song on this album, The Point. One of the songs that is on that album is Me and My Arrow, you know that one? Yeah. And um, people think it's he's talking about his girlfriend. It's actually a dog. It's his pet. But the point is, Harry Nilsson was a – as a child, uh, he lost his father, and he processes his own personal grief through his songs. All you got to do is read about his life and then listen to his songs, and he does an incredible job of talking about his life through his songs. It's, it's amazing. Um, and it's still, you know, the addiction got him. I mean, you know, he, he couldn't ever really rise beyond it. And, uh, you know, he made the mistake of hanging around with John Lennon, who was a bad actor, John Beatles, Lennon, that, that guy, you know, they were just a bad influence on each other. 
I know. She says, wrap it up. Let's get to the content. You know, people tell me they like the music better than the content. <laughs> All right. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to knock it out here. The world in 2020. What do you got? So this, so first, first show of the new year. That's right. So, you know, you're seeing all the, the, the headlines out there. You're seeing, you know, prognostication, you know, might as well, you know, listen to punks of Tony Phil on some of this stuff. You know, you're, you're, you, the start of the year for nobody knows it's as good a point to start as any but every year here's what this year is going to hold this it's going to be you know last year was we're going to have a recession interest rates are going to keep going up inflation is going to keep rolling we're going to have a hard landing and you know that that didn't happen in 2023 um you know 2023 uh you invest in china stocks because they're going to have a recovery that was another theme from 23 that yeah, that didn't. Or did, well, and did then you happen. had all you had all the gold stuff going on. You had there's, there's always something that's the theme for the year, uh, and it sounds the, rational when you're looking at the reasons behind it at the time, but it just doesn't seem to materialize, or most of them don't seem to materialize uh, as the year progresses. Well, and recency bias. Um, you're looking at something that has happened in the near past and you're right. extrapolating that out forward that that's going to continue to happen and it's going to continue to steamroll um and you have the market that reacts and starts pricing in you know extrapolating that thing out and that's what you had in 23 recency bias doesn't mean much anymore because it can you can have things turn around quickly very quickly um and to an investor's uh, uh, to to you to your risk, because things well, we saw it in November and December. You know how quickly things were changing in November, December, with interest rates, with the prices of you know, not even we're not talking tech stocks now in November and December. We're talking basically everything else started to rally in a big way in November and December. And you had a lot of people that were still on the sidelines saying, this thing's going to get really bad. And this is th a head fake. Th this uh, rally's a head fake. This, it, this time is different. This is a head fake. And I'm going to wait until I feel comfortable. Then I'll get in. And it's, it's the same. It's, it's the same thing that's happens over and over. And you know over what you again. ought to say to yourself <laughs> I'm going to wait until I feel uncomfortable yeah. about investing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's usually when you ought to be doing Inevitably, it. that's that's one of the biggest things. So, in 2024, this upcoming year, there will be something that surprises the market. Don't be surprised when that surprise comes. It will happen uh, without fail. There's something that's going to happen in 2024 that nobody saw coming. Um, here's, here's the biggest thing. You have to have a plan on how you're going to react or not react when that event happens. Um, sometimes when an event happens, action does need to be taken. If it's, you know, uh, a change in the, the interest rate environment that looks like it's a fundamental change, some action should probably have been taken. Um, right. uh, you know, <clears throat> like the last year and a half, 
what we've been looking at are income produ- heavily the last year and a half uh, income producing investments. So stocks that pay dividends, uh, bonds. You know, a few a couple three months ago, um, because interest rates going up, it was bad for prices. It was good for income, um, and so. Th- when certain things start to happen, sometimes action does need to be taken. Uh, but the the point is, is so this was an article, uh, a blog post by Ben Carlson, um, and I, I like <laughs> he gives an example. This was a, a, a headline from a CNBC article um, in basically October. Uh, said top economists are unanimous on higher for longer rates as inflation threats linger. That this, means they're going to two percent. The story. <laughs> anytime there's unanimous agreement yeah. about something, you it's got, time we to got, go got a, we got a big it problem. Literally, it was within a day or two from when the yields. Oh, peaked. that was back in October. In October, so it was right before rates started coming. Wow, down, yields started coming down. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely yeah. believe it. Well, I mean, when was it? You know, the stock market's dead. Uh, that was the Time Magazine covered the death of stocks. The or, death of stocks. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what year that was, but it was uh, in the. It was right before we had a big bull, mar- uh, Could bull rally, market. Could have been one of was a it? number of years. Yeah, but I think it was uh, late eighties. Um, yeah, right. Before. Oh yeah, that was well. Early eighties was horrible. Yeah, I mean the Dow was under a thousand. I remember. Yeah, I remember it well. And they, they, he gives another example. It was Lynn Wells, uh, who worked at the Pentagon for Clinton and George W. Bush. And uh, this was in 2001. Uh, he drafted a letter uh, to George Bush, uh, you know, what things are going to look like in 2010. This was in 2001. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the last line says, all of which is to say, I'm not sure what 2010 will look like, but I'm sure that'll be very little like we expect. So we should plan accordingly. There's there's wisdom in that, yeah. But but I mean, okay, it's not going to look. So how do you plan? I mean, that's the problem. Well, you you don't know exactly what's going to happen. So when you're you can plan, but you're not. There's a difference between planning and timing. Uh, planning for retirement, planning through retirement. That's very different than trying to time the market, um, because you can you can make plans that encompass that uncertainty. All right. I want to talk a little bit about some things we can know about. One of which, so let's start with the premise of why we invest. We invest to preserve and even increase the purchasing power of the money we invest, right? Would we, we would all agree with that pretty much. That's why you invest. People say, well, I invest to make money. Okay, make money, why? Yeah. So that the money that you're making money on will have more purchasing power than when you invested it. What two things take away from purchasing power? Inflation and taxes. So if you can beat inflation and taxes, the money you invest has a chance someday of becoming worth more in real terms than when you put it in. That's the increase of purchasing power. Now, in order to know if you're you know, beating purchasing power or, or increasing purchasing power, you have to know what inflation is. 
Inflation spiked up. What was the high tick? Eight percent, nine maybe. Eight, eight plus percent. I don't think it hit nine. Last two or three years. Now we're looking three-ish, maybe, and potentially going lower mm-hmm. if some of these trends continue to to stay intact. Some things are showing zero, you know. Yeah. And uh, so if we if that continues as a trend, you know, this time next year. We may be looking at two or less. Mm-hmm. That's getting down to almost no inflation. It's well within the Fed's, uh, what their directive is. Okay, so if you can get your inflation rate down, which you don't have control over, but you can certainly monitor it, that's one drag on your purchasing power that's beginning to go away. Taxes, taxes are what they are. With a um, divided Congress, the chance of a new tax bill is is somewhat low. What is one of the greatest uh, detractors from inflation? I believe it's technology. Uh, you think about the power of things like eBay, the power of things like Amazon, the certain uh, buying uh uh, platforms that give you, you know, the ability to get certain goods a lot cheaper than one of the things that lowers inflation is the dissemination of, of price discovery on anything, not just stocks, but anything. So the more you can have uh, transparency, the better your chance of getting lower prices. Look at, look at Costco the company Costco, what has that company done to inflation in terms of its prices? Look at Aldi. You know, people say, well, you know, I don't want to shop there. Why? The, is, it, is Aldi or Aldi groceries not the same quality as what you'd find at Kroger or a lot of the other places? Uh, in my experience, I pick and choose what I get there, but for the most part, they're very similar to Trader Joe's in their packaging, meaning they have their private label on a lot of stuff. Um, they so also, Trader Joe's is a very good quality grocery store. They actually were brothers that owned yeah. each company. So there, there is a relation, but Aldi has really, really has a good value-oriented product. Okay, so if you compared their prod- product to, say, what you'd find in Kroger's today, their prices are like Kroger's 15 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe. There, there's good value. Yeah, okay. And it's not an inferior product. And some they, they have a lot of organic stuff that they've also included. So the point that I'm making, which you helped me make just then, is that there are a variety of ways that consumer price inflation, while it might tick up for a while, there's a lot of things in, in, the, in the whole system, structural things, that are constantly trying to push inflation down. You've got that. So, given that 2% inflation may be the norm and that maybe the White House and the Fed were right, maybe it was transitory inflation, it was just transitory for a little longer. You know, when they said transitory inflation, when it's overshot by 
three to six months, all of a sudden, oh, God, this is not transitory. Well, maybe it was. It was just a longer transition. Here's what every investor should plan for and think about is how do I overcome with my investments the effects of inflation and taxes on my purchasing power? If you can do that, investing becomes successful. How can you do that while being like aware of the amount of risk you're taking the, you're, you're trying to minimize the risk. Uh, it, it, you know, you have to define what your level of risk is that you're comfortable with, but I'm saying that, you know, if you, if you go too far over your ski tips to try to get that, uh, to try to achieve those goals, you don't put enough uh, effort into, trying to make sure that you're getting something at a good price when you're making a purchase, then, then it can be undone. So you've got to be careful about that as well. But yes, I'm sorry for the caveat there, but it just, I've seen it happen too many times where the, where the, uh, where the, where things are looking good. And then you have a hiccup in the market and you you realize after the fact that you've been exposed to more risk than you, you thought. So just controlling that too. Well, and inevitably uh, when you've been in a, a market that's going up, um, that's when people do take more risk than they than they're used to, than they should because they think you know recency bias again markets always go up I can take more risk but when those things reverse that's when they're you know caught flat footed we're not expecting it but at a fundamental level Tom has it dead on. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson, Chad Sturchell, and Tom Dupree. If you'd like to learn how we make your money work for you, give us a call eight five nine two three three zero four hundred. You can also go to the homepage of our website, dupreefinancial.com, and directly book an appointment there. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the Financial Hour. I went to Doobie Chest to get something to eat. The waitress looked at me, she said, how are you sure? Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A few months ago, we began publicly predicting lower interest rates. At the time, it seemed like a strange thing to predict, given that some of the most well-known names on Wall Street were saying the opposite. Events have proved us correct. If you disregarded our call and kept money in cash and short-term obligations like CDs and money funds, you've left quite a bit on the table. We warned against becoming complacent. When the Federal Reserve begins to cut, rates will drop quickly. We were right. To find out what we think the next move is, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and make an appointment with us. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and your favorite podcast platform.
Where's that Joe Buck? Where's that Joe Buck? You're due here at 4 o'clock. You know what you can do with them dishes. And if you ain't man enough to do it for yourself, I'd be happy to oblige. I really would. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear a word they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping and staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Mike Johnson, Chad Sturgill, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So that's the start of the movie Midnight Cowboy. came out in 1969, and the guy you heard talking there was John Voight. And uh, Dustin Hoffman is also in that movie. But Harry Nilsson... He only had like three albums out at the time, and uh, nobody had really heard of him. But they used this song as the as the you know opener for Midnight Cowboy. Where I think who won the Oscar for that movie? Uh, I know it was it may have been. It may I, I'm sure it got. Best movie. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Box office had an incredible box office, but see, oh, here we go. Uh, all right, so the uh, Academy Awards, uh, it won several. And uh, it won awards all over the place. And what it did for Harry Nilsson was it put him on the map. Absolutely put him on the map. You know, that movie was X-rated when it came out. It was rated X. And, of course, therefore, 13-year-old kids like me couldn't go see it. But um, it's it's an amazing movie. And... Uh, you know, John Voight is a very young guy in that movie. Gosh, it happened 54 years ago. Dustin Hoffman's in the movie. But it put Harry Nilsson on the map in a way that other things don't. And I mean, I've had some of you all tell me that you really like the music on this show. But, folks, don't just listen to this show for the music because we're sitting here trying to tell you what we do in the investment world. And I would love for you to call us up and say, hey, can we come down and make an appointment? Because 
our job is not to make radio shows. <clears throat> the station doesn't hire us. We pay for the time. This is advertising for us. It's a very large line item in our yearly budget. And if we don't get new business on a regular basis from the radio show, we can't keep doing it. It's that simple. We don't do the radio show because we like doing radio. We do the radio show because it's brought in business in the past, and we hope it continues to. Otherwise, adios, Tom Dupree. You'll have to pick up your uh, music uh, stuff off of YouTube because I ain't going to do this just because I like doing radio. I mean, I, I know you guys love us, but this is expensive way to have fun. Call us. We can help you. You will never regret coming in to see us and bringing your and letting us look at your portfolio. Everything is completely confidential. We're a registered investment advisor. What does that mean? We are in one of the most scrutinized in terms of regulations classes of any business that there is. Our regulatory environment is highly scrutinized. We are highly transparent. You know what your fees are when you're uh, dealing with us. You know what you're paying us. This is a call to action. Pick up the phone right now. Call. You're not going to anybody going to be here, but call in and leave a message and set an appointment. The website's you can always go to the website. live and you can. Website's always live. You can get an appointment instantly through, through the, on the website. Through the Calendly. And uh, you can go on the website and actually schedule an appointment. That's a little too you know, as far as I'm concerned, we need to get rid of that. They might schedule something in the middle of my lunch. <laughs> no. And you know what? You'd be delighted to show yeah, up. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd, I'd be here. The point is, you have no reason not to schedule an appointment with us. You can send us an email, info at com. You can go on the website. You can call 233-0400 and leave somebody a, a voicemail. Whatever you want to do. We don't do this radio show just because we're having fun at it. We do. We enjoy it. But the point is, it's about new business. This year is going to be a new business year for us. We have made some very distinct and prescient, meaning we were right, uh, calls regarding uh, investing. Uh, one of which was that interest rates were going to decline. When we started running those ads that we ran, the the yield on the the 10-year treasury was uh, 5%. Now it's 4%. They've declined significantly. Call us. Give us a call. We want to talk to you. A great New Year's resolution yeah, to, to learn. Give us a shout about Financial your checkup. portfolio and what you own, and get educated. I talked to a guy yesterday who had a significant profit sharing, and, and and I said, "What's what's it in?" He said, "It's in Vanguard." I said, "Okay, Vanguard is a very big company with probably two or three hundred mutual funds and ETFs." 
what in Vanguard is it in? Because it could be in a lot of different things. And he had no idea. You know, if somebody's got that kind of money, we're talking seven figures here. And doesn't know exactly what all the different uh, sub accounts are or mutual funds that you're in. Mm -hmm. That's not good. You need to know what you're invested in. All right. Well, and I mean, to that point, even if you're still working, uh, say you're, you know, mid fifties, um, we coming in and talking with us, um, we can look at what you have. You, you tell us your situation. Um, we may or may not be able to do anything on the 401k. Uh, we will tell you what we can or can't do. Um, you know, we, we're, we're fiduciaries. Or we um, may or may not be able to do anything with it right now, but give you some yeah. ideas for down the road. Well, and, and that's, that's the thing. Cause this, this business, it gets overshadowed a lot these days. Ultimately, this business is a relationship business, and you have, you know, the robo advisors. You have, you know, the target date funds in your four hundred one k. You have all these automated things. Here's the problem: life isn't linear in terms of events that happen. Unexpected things happen in life. Um, having a relationship with someone um, to, you know you know, educate, guide, and empower. That's one of our, our things it, to be able to go through that and explain, okay, here's what's going on in the market. Here are things that, you know, could be adjusted in your portfolio here. Here's why you own what you own. Here's what the dividend yield is. Here's the consistency of the dividends. It's the, it's the relationship, the dynamic, um, that, ultimately, you know, can lead to better returns because you're not going to make an emotional decision just because you're in your own head. Um, so knowledge is power when it gets right yeah, down to it. it. Is. Knowledge is power. It is. Um, so if you have, you know, a 401k retirement accounts, investment accounts, give us a call, um, come in, meet with us. We can sit down, go over, go over everything with you. Um, well, I was going to say too, that if you have, uh, you've got a plan or you looked at a plan a while ago, but maybe, maybe somebody printed a plan for you that's gathering dust on your shelf somewhere, or you don't even know where it is, uh, could be time to come in and because things have, you know, life, your life evolves, think your circumstances change. So your financial plan should change. So it could be time to get uh, an update on that or just check get a fresh up. set of eyes yeah. on it. Yeah, check up. And, uh, you know, every year things change uh, in terms of contribution limits with 401ks, with IRAs, Roth IRAs. Um, so maybe there's something that you hadn't thought of and there's we can give you ideas on, hey, you know, start a Roth IRA or maybe there's a you it makes sense to do a, a, an IRA conversion to, or a, to a Roth. Um, so there could be a number of things. It's not just a, this is the, this, this is the only path forward. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. Uh, there, there are commonalities, there's overlap, uh, but everybody's personal situation is a little bit different. And what you're also doing is 
you said there are multiple ways to, to tackle it, but I think above all, what we can help you give is peace of mind, because instead of having all this anxiety from the uncertainty of not knowing, we can help you get uh, start to define it, start to have an idea and know that, hey, I'm, I'm actually doing better than I thought, or hey, I need, need to do a little better, but I've got time, or just, just whatever it is, it gives you some, some confidence in what you're doing. Well, I'm just giving some uh, little pieces of information, too. So I uh, mentioned it offhand. So for 2024, 401k contribution limits, um, that is that if you're over 50, uh, they increase that uh, an additional $7,500, uh, which that puts it at $30,500 uh, for uh, 401k if you're over 50. For... Uh, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, it's $7,000, $8,000 if you're over 50. Um, So again, these are two just little tidbit, you know, pieces of information, but those little pieces of information can fit into your larger plan. Um, You know, also when you're looking at, this will be an interesting thing this year Uh, because of markets, uh, what they did in 2023 if if your RMD age, uh, required minimum distributions, which that's when the IRS, you know, they, they, they require you. 73 to, years old. 73. They require you to start drawing from your IRA. They base it off of year-end values and then uh, your age and life expectancy table. So for 2023, coming out of that, your especially if you've been in, you know, just kind of the, the 401k, uh, or if you've had, you know, just an index fund, uh, that's, especially if it's tech heavy, which that's a completely different set of risk for you, especially if you're getting into, you know, retirement distribution phase, but your RMDs might be higher this year uh, and in dollar terms, much higher than they were last year. So when you're, when you enter that distribution phase, either through RMD or otherwise, you need a consistent stream of income. Um, you know, if if you're taking those distributions by selling something, um, depending on what the market's doing, you might be sell- selling when the market's up or down. Um, that's where an income approach comes uh, into play. So the, when you're looking at dividends, interest payments, we like for that to cover distribution if not all, most of distributions, because then you avoid being forced to liquidate in a bad market. Okay. Sorry. I, everybody's looking around like who's going to, who's going to jump in next. So, uh, well, the point is, you know, you got to, I don't know what you were saying. I was, I was looking at something <laughs> on my phone. I, 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 you know, sometimes you get in a rhythm. He was saying we generate income or we focus on generating income for oh, you. Oh, okay. And now, you now, will now always get it. an honest yep. answer That's from right. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of these shows. Mike, you were boring him. Can you imagine I, if I, I had to do No, no. I mean, it's not boring. It's not boring. I, no. The thing that we do is a balancing act. What we're doing is we're trying to generate income, have some growth of principle, and avoid getting our heads knocked off. I mean, it's that simple, which is not simple. 
we are constantly monitoring the portfolio, but you have to take money out of it when you get into retirement. Let me tell you something. That's why we're constantly marketing because 4% of our portfolio is going out every year in distributions. You know, it's, it's being earned by the dividends, but that doesn't get reinvested. That gets used for living expenses. We're different than somebody that just tries to make you a whole bunch of money and live happily ever after. The accounts we manage aren't play money for the most part. That's right. This is money that uh, people need you know, for living expenses. How do you get living expenses from your investment portfolio? Only two ways. Dividends and, in, and interest or gains that you liquidate and take out of the portfolio to live on. Can't be any other way. The dividends are more dependable. They're more reliable. They're not guaranteed, but they are more reliable on a historical basis. Growth of principle is good insofar as, let's say you have 100000 and something, and it goes to 150000 at some point, we'll figure it's grown all it's going to grow. We'll liquidate it. Now we got $150,000 to put into something paying 5 or 6%. That produces more income than 100000 So if you take 100000 and invest it at 6%, that's 6000 bucks a year. If you grow the money to one fifty, sell it and reinvest it, assuming it's inside of an IRA, let's say, now you can get 9000 a year off of it if interest rates or payout rate is the same. The point is growth can lead to income if it increases the principal amount that can be invested to produce income. We're primarily about income. But we have to have growth as a component. Yeah. So uh, because of inflation. Yeah, because of inflation, because of a lot of things. Now, we also like growth of income, mm -hmm. and we've done that. We have been able over the last, gosh, 18 months, two years, mm -hmm. to massively increase the dividend payout on our portfolios, almost double it. That's pretty good. Yeah. And so. But uh, not a guarantee. We don't make any No, guarantees. I'm talking about what happened. Okay. This is documented. We, we're not we're not saying it's going to happen in the future. I can tell you we did this. You ain't bragging if it's true, you know. And we did right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's twofold uh, because it's portfolio management things that we were able to buy as in, as interest rates were going up, prices were going down. We That's were right. able to buy some of these things and increase. And, you know, and, and if we don't talk about it, anybody going to know about it. You're, you're, so you, we were selling something that had a lower dividend yield, bought something that has a higher dividend yield. So we're able to increase the income there. Plus you look at uh, some of the companies and where they have consistently grown dividends, some of them for decades, um, just consistently. Again, it's not guaranteed, but, that's also growth of income. Um, so it's 
it's the portfolio management. It's the the individual companies that are in there, um, and it and it depends on the client situation too. Right. So you may have more a more quote unquote growth oriented or a more income oriented portfolio because we're not a mutual fund. Everybody's no, portfolio is fund. individually managed. So if your your situation is going to be slightly different than somebody else's then maybe your portfolio needs to be slightly different in terms of the allocation. Um, so it's it's not a uh, just an off-the-shelf uh, investment approach. Uh, we can explain to you why we own everything in the portfolio, um, get in the weeds as much as you like, and actually we enjoy doing that. Um, that's that's yeah we get we get a geek out on that yeah. uh, it, it's fun and it's 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 nice it's it's like with anything if you're in a, a certain profession you have somebody engaging with you with what you do you enjoy it we enjoy talking about it um, and we like it when our clients uh, understand what they own why they own it because ultimately it, it makes the whole situation better long term. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson, Chad Sturgill, and our host, Tom Dupree. If you'd like to learn how you can make your money work for you, call us, 859-233-0400. You can also go to our website, dupreefinancial.com, and book an appointment directly on our homepage. There are no stupid questions, and come see us. Actually, there are, but (laughs) never tell people that. Tom will always tell you the truth. We've said that once before this hour. Thanks for listening to our financial hour.